Whoopsies. Creeping out of the swamps of South Florida. With a panda bono in the mouth or hand. <laughs> Keeping us warm in these cold times. I am Captain Brunch. And sweating his ass off because it's actually pretty hot out. Chimp. Yeah, today and yesterday, but we had a little bit of, like in the mornings. The fucking clouds went away, man. Now it's just straight heat. Ah. <laughs> uh. So today was my first like Saturday off in a while because two weeks ago my dad was in town and then last week I did that Coast Guard class. So I'm like, oh, today I didn't want to do anything. And of course I did my mom's taxes <laughs> and I took like a long nap. Mm. Yeah, it's nice to have a, it's nice to have weekends, right? Like since I do Bitcoin brunch every Sunday, it kind of, kind of cancels my Sunday in a way. So is that why you didn't want to go biking? Cause you were doing taxes? No, I was. That was the napping. I think. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I did the taxes like pretty early, and and uh, it was like it was around I guess two, three, four that I was like, ah. Yeah, I went for a nice little bike ride. The sun was, uh, but it was nice to get around and get a good eight miles. No, Mars just picked up a bike. You should uh, go biking with him. Oh, nice. He lives like just uh, you know a few blocks away. Oh, he does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So. I know he wants to take that that thing for a spin. I used to bike a lot. And I don't really bike so much anymore, uh, yeah. as you know. You used to be a transportation advocate, <laughs> trying to reform Miami. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still a transportation advocate. I just now advocate just from Twitter <laughs> <laughs> exclusively. Uh, You're a Twitter activist. Now, well, one day when I have more time, because I used to be sort of like an aimless deadbeat, so there's plenty of time to be activating politicians when uh when you don't do anything during the week but now you know like i work a full-time job so activating (laughs) (laughs) uh didn't really do didn't really get too many people active but certainly i mean the last thing that i the last time i went in front of politicians was to complain about the bright line station that they that they built finally um so that was probably i guess like three years ago when they announced that they were going to spend 75, they were going to give 75 million. They basically like cut a $75 million check to this development company and said, Hey, you know, buy a piece of property and build a train station. And here's $75 million to do it. So, and you know, me being the anti-socialist free market advocate that I am, I was like, you can't fucking do this. Like make them build their own goddamn station, make them buy their own freaking property. This is not the proper use of taxpayer money. So in any case, I still haven't used that station yet, but I look forward to it. And you know, the Aventura one. Yeah, yeah, the Aventura one. Well, I mean, weren't we going to do a live show from there? Uh, well, first we got to ride it, and then we'll see if we can even do a live show from there. Sure, we can. I mean, we've we've ridden the Brightline before, just not at that station. Yeah, because it didn't exist yet. But that was, you know, and that was a nice that was a nice little experience. Did we, did we eat somewhere when we got to West Palm Beach? Yeah, we went to some like not really a I guess like a Tex Mex place. Mm. Tequila shots, tacos. <laughs> oh gosh, we wander around aimlessly, I activating do, politicians. I, I like, I do like trains. I do like trains, but I like free markets more. So, you know, whatever. One day we'll ride that bright line again. The only thing I really liked about it was seeing the streets I already knew, but from the train tracks. So it was very different. Like taking this path I've never taken before. Yeah, that's for sure. Because how many times have we, you know, like if you've ever gone to downtown, if you've ever gone to Miami, like when we used to hang out with Yasmin in, in, in Miami, like, you know, we would have passed those train tracks so many dozens and dozens, if not hundreds of times in our lives. And then now to be on the train tracks and looking at those places that we were standing in or, you know, like looking at the train tracks. Yeah, it's from. like having a bunch of <laughs> disjointed puzzle pieces and then you finally put that piece together, those that line together. Mm-hmm. Very cool. But, you know, for a, <laughs> a one-time thing. <laughs> oh, did I just distort? That was crazy. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, it, I think if I, I mean, this is, this is a phrase that also I noticed. Uh, I don't remember who, what sort of video I was seeing, but the person said, I mean, and I thought about it and I'm like, and there's another one, like someone from another country listening to Americans talking must get so confused when we say things such as like or I mean, because they don't actually mean anything. They're just 
like con- conventions that we have in our language that no doubt but if you uh, consume enough american media it's there yeah, you start to i mean you start <laughs> to see how it's used and then you can repeat the pattern but it never means anything it's just a manner that we sp- and a manner in which we speak so <laughs> there i did it right <laughs> but i'm, I'm not going to beat myself up this is not the no agenda show i spent a lot of money on tool storage lately i got i got this bag that i ordered you know this like a 250 dollar tool bag that's going to hold a bunch of nice, like it's, you it, mentioned it. Yeah. So that came in and I'm super excited to, on Mon, you know, Monday morning to go in and like replace all of my tools from the crap bags that they were into the new bags. Super excited to organize. Yeah. Wow. And uh, then I also ordered a Milwaukee Packout utility cart. So the Packout is basically a system where the boxes can all kind of connect into each other and then you know you can connect it to the cart and you roll the cart around and in my industry because i'm constantly going from one boat to another and i don't necessarily know what tools i'm going to need especially if i'm going off site i don't want i want to have everything that i could need with me because if i don't have everything i could need then it's at the shop or i have to go and buy it that's very annoying and it wastes time so uh kind of you know just working with my coworkers and they all have pack outs it just seems like the most uh functional methodology so you know they're just like square not square i guess rectangular boxes of different heights and then some of them have like drawers or some of them are top opening and so you know i'm gonna uh, they're expensive as fuck now could that also be like <laughs> a result of like just not having enough experience so like not anticipating what tools you will need or is it that no it's about the versatility of Okay. different like situations so depending on the design of the boat the boat depending on where the electronics were installed depending on what needs to be done so there have been circumstances where you can't mount the electronic maybe it's an electronic that needs to be mounted but you don't mount it directly to the wall you're mounting it on a, a mount or a bracket that that first gets mounted to the wall so that versus mounting directly to the wall what is the wall made of um because some material is going to be easier to penetrate and and mount stuff to than others. Like, so do you need power tools versus not needing power tools? That's those are like you don't want to carry a power tools if you don't have to, and so you don't necessarily know going into a situation that you know, like if you're just installing a few switches and stuff, you don't necessarily need power tools for that. But if the wall is like metal, then you probably do because you you know you don't whatever you know you're like trying to force a screw into metal it's good to do you it just need it. a giant van with <clears throat> all your shit in it well not a giant van because since i'm, I'm working as an electrician <clears throat> it's kind of limited the scope of what i do um versus and it's also that the tool sizes that i'm using are smaller than my last job so that's that's been something interesting like i took all of my um three eighths drive sockets home which was like a 20 four inch bag with two rails of just like dozens of sockets, long sockets and short sockets for all the, you know, because three eighths is, you know, a very broad size, but now I have mostly quarter inch, which is like a tiny, you know, tiny, but I'm dealing with electronics. So most of the things, if it's bolts, I barely even deal with bolts actually. So Bet, yeah. I'm mostly dealing with screws. So flathead Phillips, and then sometimes Robertson, which is like Canadian, I think I've, or, but that that might not be true. <laughs> I think it is. Um, do you ever encounter any JIS, any Japanese screws? Um, I'm not sure. I have to see what they look like. Let's let me see. JIS. They're screws. like perfectly 90 degrees, like how the Phillips is designed to like cam out. Uh huh. Well, so I don't think I necessarily come across them often, but I have a bunch of different, um, like different heads you know, for the screws. So I know you'll see them on like, um, on motorcycles and some cars, but I, I've encountered them in just like video game stuff. I've like tried taking apart consoles and stuff. Yeah. Most of the boats are made in America or in Europe. In Europe. Yeah. Sometimes boats are made in China, but you know, like, I don't think there's many boats made in Japan, at least not that, that I've seen or that we consume here in the West. So just the whalers. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, you know, ugh, tool storage. Ugh. I saw, what was it? it was I think it was like 300, 
And I, oh, I did so, like I spent so many hours researching. This is the other part of it, right? Because I want to get the right one because I'm going to be using this at least for the rest of the year, maybe for the rest, like for a, a several years in my career. <sighs> they don't have an exchange period, like 30 days, try it. If you don't like it, send it back. Of course they do at um, Home Depot. Although, I, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I'm not worried about not liking it. It's just more about, you know, picking the right one. Because I don't want to get the wrong one, set it up, use it, and then d- decide to return it. So then return it and then get another one and then have to like switch everything over. Because as even as, as excited as I am to reorganize my things, as you mentioned earlier, I don't necessarily want to be doing that all the time. I'm excited to do it because I think it's going to make my job more efficient. Like, don't you, don't you always want your job to be more efficient? Like you want your job to be easier for you rather than a struggle. It's always a struggle. Of course. I mean, there's, <laughs> that's for sure. Like I was dealing with this it's tiny, little, getting better though. like this tiny little engine compartment and there's barely any space and you got to like lean over things and you're like, you know, the weird positions and muscle aches. Like, okay. So, life. okay. So my analog is. I want to get a third screen because I have, <laughs> I work with two screens now. I'm like, I want a third one just for That's fun. That's so funny because but you then, have a huge screen. No, but my 32 inch, I don't use it for, I used to use it for work, but I don't use it anymore because uh. the stand-up desk I use is too small. You don't use it anymore? Is that what you said? Not for work. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I definitely use it. I was it. about to start uh, making a deal with you. Yeah. <laughs> Eat a dick. But I want to get like, I, I want to keep the stand-up option. I love it. I uh-huh. love having that. So I found something on Amazon, like it's a much bigger desk that still stands up and I could fit like at least three or four screens on there. Yeah. But I don't justify spending $700 in in the future, maybe. Okay. So speaking of that, so I've, I've decided to start forcing myself to budget. Ah, yeah. I just started doing that last month. So going well. my company, they, and this is the way I'm doing it because I can't, I can't really budget. I'm just not responsible enough, but my company, they, they pay you through this app, like through this third party service. Everything is kind of like handled by them. It's sort of like a human resources solutions application. Yeah. What's it called? Well, this one's called Gusto. Oh uh, no. But I'm sure there's dozens and dozens of them. Yeah. <clears throat> so it has the, like I get direct deposit, but it also gives me the option to, uh, pull out a certain amount of money from every paycheck and set it aside in a savings account. So I've created several different savings accounts and I'm just, I've decided that Sound I have like to- Sound like Glenn. This is, <laughs> this is what Glenn does. He has a savings account for everything he wants to do. For everything I want to do <laughs> oh because God. this is the only way. This is the only way. Otherwise, uh, you know- other- How lack of willpower. Yes. Um, so so you don't budget like like your your, your monthly income? No, not really. You just spend it as it comes. It's not that I spend it as it comes. It's that I, I, I've like it's like an, est, an estimation. You know, like I'm estimating without using it. Like it's not an educated guess. It's no, so it's not an estimate. I'm guesstimating, which is <laughs> you're shooting in the dark. <laughs> yeah, and then I mean, I'm pretty good at it. Like I don't, you know, I, I don't spend more than I make. I spend less than I make usually. But like sometimes, like when I left my last job, you know, like this is the circumstance that I, I think I've been talking about recently is that when I last my la- last job and when I left my last job, I didn't really go for the last two weeks very much. So, you know, so I didn't get paid so much for those last two weeks, but as, as, as is my want, I spent pretty much as normally. So if you think about the situation, I spent as normal, but I didn't make money so that like, you know... <laughs> It kind, you know, so that kind of fucked me up for just, you know, I guess for the last month, for the last two months. Question is, have you been buying Bitcoin? I'm always getting Bitcoin. Okay, but this is- <laughs> okay that, that, that's the important part. I don't know. I, I, I obsess over estimating how much I'm going to make in a month and how much I can pay off different bills and how much I'll have left over. Mm-hmm. That's something I constantly think about, and it's really hard. And I've talked about it before, but it's just like constantly looking. Okay. Okay, I have two weeks, so this credit card closes. How much can I, how little can I spend to keep it at this number? This is my goal. <laughs> I want to keep it at this number. Uh-huh. Oh, and it's horrible. Citi- Citibank just increased my balance 
Like they threw another two thousand dollars at me. But that's like, great though. Well, it's good for me because I'm not going. I'm not going to increase my spending since I don't make any more money. So having a larger possible balance means my credit score is going to go up. Yep. So I'll take it. Whatever. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, and uh, it's just, you know, I have certain goals. Like I want to finish paying off my mom's mortgage. You know, she her mortgage is from. It's really funny because she got her mortgage during the last financial crisis. So it's interesting that I feel that we're coming into a financial crisis now. And it's kind of crazy to think about. <laughs> so her interest rate back then, I think it's like six, it's six point something percent, which is not a horrible interest rate historically, but it's terrible for the last few years. So, you know, I really want to pay that off as soon as possible. It would be really great if I could pay it off by next year. I wanted to pay it off by this year, but my tool addiction has just it's just been stopping me. And the, the, this is my horrible justification for the tool addiction is that the fucking inflation is going to make the tools keep costing more money. So the interest rate is kind of like, you know, again, it's not that bad of an interest rate. So the tools are probably going to get more expensive faster than the mortgage is. So that's the way I'm, I'm like sickly justifying wah, wah, my, wah. my tool investment. And, uh, but as you know, I, I have no regrets. I have no regrets because the tools are great. Did I tell you I got I got a toolbox? And it says you should have refied back in 21. I couldn't refi, and this is why. This is why I couldn't refi, because I live in a condominium building, and there are various uh you know, like things that the banks will look at to determine whether you are Eligible. Eligible for the, the refinancing. And one of those things, especially, I guess, in the state of Florida, is what's called a, a reserve account. It's, it's a, an account that condominiums set aside for expected maintenance, such as the repair or replacement of an elevator, um, the repair or replacement of a roof, you know, just like big things that kind of have to be done not necessarily on a regular basis, but eventually you have to do it. Otherwise your building will, you know, will just like destroy itself. So one of those, you know, so one of those criterion is whether or not, and then the building that I live in has chosen because in the state of Florida, you have the right to choose not to have this account, but you know, it's like, so for insurance purposes, I guess like insurance companies and banks will also look fondly on condominiums that, do have a reserve account because that means that they are taking responsibility for like large maintenance projects that they're going to have to do as opposed to like short-sighted cheap motherfuckers who like are going to wait until they're forced to pay thousands of dollars a month on what's called an assessment. Do you know what assessments are? Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, the elevator broken is going to cost us $40,000 to fix. So if we have 80 units, that is... $500 a unit that you have to pay. No, no. Now. Yeah. No, but it's not It's not $500. What's 40000 It's 5000 No. Let me get a freaking calculator. Oh, you're calculator. right. It has to be 500 <laughs> Let's do $40,000 divided by 80 units. Yeah, so it's $500 a unit. But that's if it's only 40000 But what if it's 250000 What if it's $1.5 You know, so that's right. Or whatever the circumstance is. Like if it's an elevator and you had to replace it, it's going to be way more than 40000 so what are the chances you can convince them to open up not only A, a reserve account, and yeah. B, keep it in Bitcoin? No, it can't be in Bitcoin because it has to be in a bank, and it's like all traditional finance bullshit. So anyway, so since Fuck. the building didn't have a reserve account, banks would not refinance it. They were just like, no. Like, at, at least not with the amount of money that we were willing to put down. Did you try multiple lenders? Yeah, I think we tried two or three. Yeah, it's all right. It's all right. Again, it's like it's not horrible. It's not horrible. And we've we've always paid more than the you know, it's like it's a 30-year mortgage and we're going to be done I think in like around the, eight, the maybe around 20 years. Yeah, probably like 18 years. If I can get it done next year. Oh, that'll be so nice. Oh, and 18 years total. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Because imagine all that extra fucking like interest. Oh my god, it's so disgusting. The next three years. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So you know, exciting times. Like it was crazy times. But that you know, that's one of my big goals. But but also one of my other goals going into the future and and hoping to be, 
an independent contractor or someone who is traveling around the world doing interesting like projects on boats. I need to have a bunch of tools. So, you know, so it's... <laughs> You'll make the money back later. Yeah, like I'm really not worried about that. It's it's. I mean, as long as you're not like me buying a bunch of audio equipment that doesn't buy me, that doesn't give me any money. <laughs> well, that's this is the funny. My mom says it all the time. She's like, I don't think you're ever going to use most of your tools, and I'm like, no. <laughs> like, I just need to use it once, and it'll pay for itself. And in a way, that's true. You know, like you know, a, a lot of these kinds of jobs that because yeah, if you need to use it, you need to find someone who has it and pay them. Uh huh. So, yeah. Um. And it's, it's really about versatility. So right now I'm an electrician, but in the future, so one of my other goals is I want to have my own boat, right? Or if not my own boat, I want to be a part of a boat as an engineer. And if not as an engineer, though, I want, a, I want to be able to maintain or fix or repair, you know, various different things that can happen on a boat because I won't. Again, if, if we'll see if I don't if I can handle it because of my because of that time I was seasick. Now you got me paranoid. Uh, but so you know, so if I'm traveling the on a first boat, first thing I thought of, oh god, <laughs> midlife crisis incoming. Yeah, but there's you know, I, I'm gonna have to do some more research on that. I, again, I'm just gonna go on a big boat and it's gonna have a stabilizer, and I'm gonna make sure that stabilizer works. I mean, you've been on boats before, so I think it's just you just weren't anticipating it. It was a very extreme circumstance, but extreme circumstances can happen. But, uh, but I, yeah. So you know, I don't want to put my life in other people's hands. So when I, when I'm on Bitcoin boat, I would love to have lots of other competent mechanical or electrical people. Bitcoin boats. Yeah, but I don't want to depend on them, so to speak. Like I, if they're asleep or incapacitated, I also want to have the capacity to, to do things to you know, like survive. Because I really, I really want to travel around the world. I miss traveling so much. Like I'm going crazy, getting stir crazy in the United States. I don't know. I'm, I'm the only one who doesn't. Not that I don't care. I mean, it is nice to travel. I would like to travel, but it's not like it's. I'm scratching my fucking chest to travel. You know. It's just that I, I love to consume culture. It, or like living culture, active culture, you know, politics, current events, like th those things fascinate me. I find them very entertaining. The city you live in is a mix of so many different cultures. Yes, but it's also anxiety inducing. So the traveling is about, it's just like a non-committal thing, you know, <laughs> you get to go and sort of just, uh, you know, you get to tour, you get to be, a, it's like a museum, like the world is a museum and I'm going and like looking at the exhibits. How many small events could you go here in South Florida that are involving different cultures? Sure, very many. I'm sure very many. I'm sure they're all, very, most of them would be very anxiety, not inducing. Yes, but the, Reducing. the, the traffic that one might have to, to like sit in to get to them. Take your bike. Uh, yes, I, I need to start. The traffic at the airport is terrible. Have you been to, to the TSA line? Huh. Yeah, that's that's uh, one of the reasons why I, I want to start boating and not flying because I fucking hate the TSA lines and I hate the way I hate what what commercial travel has become. Not that it was never, ever necessarily something amazing, but it wasn't as horrible as it is now. And it, it saddens me. So. I want to reach a point where I'm just going to either like take charter, like private, you know, planes where, you know, like you pay to get a seat on some small, small little plane at, at a private airport or travel by boat. That's what I hope for the future. And if I'm some exclusive like yacht surveyor or marry a helicopter pilot. Yeah, that's an option too, <laughs> but uh, I don't know about Less helicopters. <laughs> I don't know about helicopters. Yeah, Panda says you need to fly private. I don't know enough about it, but I've heard about it long enough that I know it's something people do. And, you know, if I'm flying for business reasons and it's important, then people should be willing to pay for it. I'm not really worried about it. Like we have such a skilled trade shortage in this world, such a skilled trade shortage. And most of the, the skilled people, like the people in these industries are old. And it's not just the... 
the hands-on people. It's also like yacht brokers, the surveyors, as I mentioned. So like I met a surveyor when I was uh, when I was taking a, an introductory welding class at Broward College as part of my marine engineering program. And he was he had to have been in his late 50s, maybe in his 60s. But he was taking this, you know, so he was getting into surveying, actually. But most of the surveyors probably are about that guy's age in the. And so, you know, that's a huge opportunity that that you could do anywhere in the world. And if the United States has a shortage, you can only imagine the circumstance in other parts of the world where they don't even have the educational infrastructure that we have. They don't have the money that we have to, you know, to train people. So I want to take advantage of that and see the world in the process and explore and see interesting things, take pictures with my phone and read, hopefully read a lot. <laughs> That's one of the, like, I need to get also, I need to get the fuck away from society so that I could read more because it's just, I can't force myself to read. Uh, I can't motivate myself to read more when I'm in, I think the city. I wish you the best. <laughs> what you know like i'm gonna come and go uh i, I just want to be you know i just want to travel I'm more happy in my own box and there's nothing wrong with that i'm happy in my box too but my box is falling apart don't even get me started on this building like, the, <laughs> like it seems in the last week and a half three different sprinklers throughout the building have like the heads have broken off, I guess, from some sort of like just sun damage or heat damage or the pressure of the water constantly. So, you know, I'll get home and then I'll see some where should, where there should be a sprinkler. It's just a pipe shooting water everywhere. And so, you know, like gallons and gallons of water being shot over the several minutes that the thing is supposed to be spraying the grass. And you don't think on your travels you're going to see anything like that that's going to like. But it's not going to be crazy. my responsibility. It's not going to be my... See, this is the difference is, is that I live in a building is that... Is that I, like, sprinkler really your responsibility? Yes, because I'm a, I'm, a, I'm one of 80 people in this building. Right? I'm one of 80 uh, units. I'm not one of 80 people. I'm one of 80 units, you know, and we own the building together. So it's our responsibility. And certainly no one else gives a fuckity fuck about it. That's for sure. <laughs> that's for sure i mean i had to like me and my mom went to the take a picture and send an email oh You're my done. god yeah yeah that's what my mom <laughs> that's what my mom does and she's on the board but it's like okay so you're gonna send a picture to this guy who you pay to to to, to do what he's gonna call the fucking gardener for you and tell the gardener to fix the sprinkler and it's like the garden i don't even know it's like the, the gardener's gonna charge us it's he's not gonna it's not a charity right he's not gonna come and do it for free so we could do it theoretically it's like you know like i walk the dogs every day multiple times a day and i'm right next to literally a block away from an elementary school so i walk up next to elementary school school I actually went too many years ago and there is do you know what um the backflow is the backflow yeah have you ever seen these like these pipes at the back of uh, of usually a commercial building, uh-huh. it's kind of like stand out and there's like some big thing in the middle. Okay. So that's called a backflow. Don't ask me what it is, but <laughs> it's called the backflow. And it was leaking at the school for like weeks. It's dripping water? Dripping water, like a ton of water. What has to do with the air conditioning system? Like, is it up like towards the top, like towards the no, roof? No, no, it's on the floor. It, it, uh-huh. it, it has to do with the actual plumbing. Uh-huh. For sure, for sure. Anyway, so it was just the fact that it was leaking like crazy and someone literally just put like a gallon bottle under it just to catch it. it. (laughs) And it was weeks until someone finally came out and fucking fixed it. Jesus Christ, like, really? (laughs) That's sad. That's sad. And and I wonder if it's like, was it because the county didn't care about the school or was it because the school was too slow to like actually report the problem? Probably both. Could be, but I mean, I know that the probably just a lack of maintenance guys. Oh, right, because there's a lack of skilled tradesmen. <laughs> yeah, because like it's it's from Miami Dade County Public Schools, so they go from school to school. Yeah, so it's 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 like Mao's dad, who's who locksmith for the county. He goes literally from school to school all over the county. And they're spread thin, right? So they and he just doesn't do locksmith. They get him to do other shit because yeah, lack of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What a situation. So, you know, um, oh, and, and in relation to, you know, 
becoming a skilled tradesman, you know, as, as I expected, I, I feel a lot more confident than when I started my job. It's still extremely stressful. It still freaks me the fuck out. You don't think, you don't think they're going to fire you anymore? Much less than I did like last week. <laughs> job security. Yeah. I mean, for, for one thing is I realized how desperate they are also for, uh, for people, right? So, you know, I don't remember who it was that said it, but there was like, they're like, there's three important qualities for an employee. And if you can have two of the three show up, yeah, <laughs> it was show up, be nice or be competent <laughs> or like, you know, be good. Or, <laughs> or. It was like, you only, you only need two of the three. I mean, if you have three of the three, it's even better. But if you have two of the three, they're not going to fire you. <laughs> and, and these days it's just true. So, I mean, I, if I'm not that good at my job yet, it's okay because I show up and I'm really nice. <laughs> I'm really nice, but I'm getting better at my job. I mean, you know, they trust go like they let me, you know, do things that could burn down boats. So uh, that that must, you know, that that definitely expresses some level of trust that they have in me. Um, and it says Miami has some older infrastructure like pipes. Yes, for sure. That sea salt pipes. Oh, it's horrible. Like we keep having these leaks in so, our building. So real quick. So in front of my parents' house, um, I would always drive on the grass. Mm -hmm. like, there's a little driveway, but then there's the grass area. I mean, you know, we, we used to park cars there, but yeah. Like in, in, in the last few months, I would just drive in it, just like a bombastic way of like going into the driving towards at an angle towards the house and then curving and then backing up. Uh huh. And then at one point, it starts leaking water. There's water coming out of the grass uh -huh. right underneath, like uh -huh. where the sidewalk is. You hit a pipe. No, but the pipe was so far underneath that, uh -huh. like, it was actually a pipe for the fire hydrant. There's a fire hydrant right in front of the house, uh -huh. and the infrastructure is just so old that you know, it was already, you know, like about to break. And then me driving over it <laughs> sped up the process. Yep, yep, that's for sure. Damn, that's going to keep happening everywhere. Everywhere. Well, it's uh, it has to do with like the materials that we use and uh, the fact that they're not grounded. Like, we, you know, we didn't necessarily know the proper way to protect the metals. Back in the 50s? Yeah, it's definitely evolved over time um, as, as our understanding of electronics and has evolved. So that's why like on boats they use... What's what are called sacrificial anodes, so that you know they attach metal, and uh, a lot of things have sacrificial anodes. I mean, airplanes have them. I don't think cars have them, but and so it's just you know you know that the environment is going to destroy the metal through you know through uh, electromagnetic processes. <laughs> so what you do is you 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 put another metal or you attach another metal to the metals that you're trying to protect and you sacrifice that metal instead. And it's like a metal that's more electronegative than the, the metal that you're trying to protect. And so that that one turns into an oxide as it gets exposed to like the oxygen in the air versus the, let's say the pipes. But that's, that's like that's, an ongoing that's a smart idea though. I love how that, that works. Yeah, it's smart, but it's, it's like, it's not sustainable. It's like it requires constant input. I mean, it's not, it's not a bandaid per se. It's, um, I mean, yes, it is a band-aid, but it's a band-aid that you have to like replace as it de deteriorates, right? So as that as that <laughs> isn't that how band-aids work? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I guess so, right? But usually the band-aid doesn't like de uh, deteriorate. I mean, it deteriorates, but it doesn't fall apart. Uh, it does have kind you ever of shower with a band-aid? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it more like I feel like it curls up and it like starts to get black, and which, I mean, and yeah, you're crusty. supposed to replace it every day, anyways. <laughs> Oh man. That. So I wanted to mention an interesting like potential hack for free Bitcoin. Not like a, not necessarily an unlimited amount of free Bitcoin, but it was just a, so I had purchased an electronic from some you know random mass retailer that had it for it was like 40 bucks cheaper than all the other places that I saw it. So I'm like, oh, okay, let me buy it. And then they accepted PayPal. So I did like PayPal 4 and 4, which allows you to make four payments over eight weeks instead of um, like one payment immediately. 
And so I did that. And then I, you know, I got like within, I guess, within the day you get charged your first fee and then whatever, for whatever reason, you know, they didn't actually have the electronics. So they're like, oh, sorry, we don't have it in stock or blah, blah, blah. Or maybe they saw the fucking price and they're like, we can't sell it at this price. Whatever the circumstance was, they canceled the order. Now, when I do the PayPal foreign for, I use my city card. So I'm using a credit card, you know, to pay this PayPal foreign for. I'm not using a debit card. So then I use my fold card to pay the city card. And so this is how I get some Bitcoin. Well, because the order was canceled, like the money went back to PayPal, but PayPal. That's your credit card. Uh. Yeah. PayPal, instead of giving, like, instead of sending the money back to my credit card, they're like, you've got cash. Yeah. They, they, they leave it in, in PayPal cash. Yeah. So then I just sent it back to my bank. So, you know, so I, I got free, I'm going to pay my city card. Right. So what you're <laughs> suggesting is merchant fraud. We need to open up a merchant, <laughs> do business with PayPal, and then constantly cancel orders. Or just, you know, like one really big one. That's, I don't know. Uh, I'm not, I'm not, I definitely thought about that. Yes. Because, because <laughs> so, so, I mean, we could do a legitimate business, but, you know, often just cancel orders because they're out of stock. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, you see, so if you could just find circumstances where you knew an item was out of stock, I don't know if it's fraud per se. It's, I think it's a loophole. It would be fraud if you were colluding with the merchant. But if you just happened to know that the merchant definitely didn't have it, or if you knew that there was some period of time before, like, let's say you had a week before you could can't, like, in which you could cancel an order before it was sent out. So then they never would have had to have sent it. I mean, you could return an order, but it would just, you know, it'd be better to just cancel anyway. So that, I just thought that was interesting. <laughs> and, uh, and you immediately knew what I was thinking. <laughs> Free Bitcoin! It also means you need a fold card, you need a separate credit card, <laughs> you need a PayPal account. And you need money. <laughs> and you need money. But once you have all those things, it doesn't cost you any more, any more money. Uh, buying stuff. I don't want to buy stuff. Well, you don't want to buy any more stuff because you've certainly bought a lot of stuff. As have I. I bought shoes. The shoes were a good investment. But everything else is like, oh, no. Should I get this? No. Should I get this? No. So I brought you a gift that's in my <gasps> trunk. It's not really a gift, but... The gift I've been asking for or is it something else? So it is the green bicycle trainer. Ta-da! Please tell the audience what this is and how it works. So this is a device that attaches to the back wheel of a bicycle and it allows you to bike in place in your home, for instance. And uh, and you like you prop up your front wheel on some little thing that holds it stationary. And uh, I have one. Oh, so I can keep the one I have. <laughs> Not that I have any use for it. Um, well, I'm going to give my bike trainer, I have a cheaper one, to, to Mal. So. Okay. Yeah. Well, so, you know, so this way Chimp can uh, practice his, uh, his clown bicycling for when they're going to send him to the circus. It's really hard to juggle and bike at the same time, but if I practice, yeah, good money. Yeah, exactly. He's going to perfect his craft. <laughs> so I, I hope, I hope, I hope that you're listening to us live on a modern podcast app. Most likely you're not. But, but if you're listening to this at all, in the future, you should be listening to us on a modern podcast app, which you can find on podcastapps.com. Now, if you go to podcastapps.com, they have... Three. Wait, options. wait, wait. wait. How, how do you spell that? It's P O D C A S T A P P S dot com, right? P O M, got it. All right, cool. Podcastapps.com. So if you go to podcastapps.com, I've only said that like five times, and you, you can click on the filters button and you can say podcast player under app type. And for supported elements, you could put live. And again, that you, you to listen to us live, you have to be free on a Saturday night from 9 p.m. Eastern to 10 p.m. Eastern. So if you're not free on a Saturday night from 9 p.m. Eastern to 10 p.m. Eastern, you can listen to a recording of the show, as you are doing now, probably. Assuming I upload them. 
after he uploads them, right? Because, I mean, he will upload them. It's just a question of when. I have to start harassing him again, apparently. That's what did it last time. I guess that's how we get each other to do things. I might do it tonight. So, um, you know, any modern podcast app can play the recording of the show, Saturday Night Lit. But if you want to listen to us live, the three apps that are compatible right now are Podverse, Podcast Addict, and CurioCaster. Now, Podverse is an Android app. It's an iOS app, and it's also a web app. Podcast Addict is an Android app, and apparently it says it's also a web app, and CurioCaster is a web app. So if you wanted to listen to us live through a modern podcast app, you could use CurioCaster, or you could use Podverse. Download Podcast Addict right now. I used to use well, it, but I stopped. Now, the thing about Podcast Addict that maybe you, you wouldn't appreciate is that they don't allow value for value. Yeah, so I won't, I won't, you know, so I want people to listen to us on a, an app that has value for value. So you should go to Podverse or CurioCaster. And CurioCaster is just C U R I O C A S T E R.com. So CurioCaster.com. And I think I'm going to have to start promoting this. And then how would you find us? So I don't even know how the hell you, okay, you, there's a search button and you could put Saturday Night Lit. And then we are the one with, oh, it's so cute. We got uh, we got Captain Brunch and Chimp on the cover. Because I I use Podverse mainly for my like, on my pop on my Podverse app. It's cool. It even shows. So if so, you could do this right now while we're on the show. So if you go to CurioCaster.com and then you search for Saturday Night Lit, it you're gonna find us. We're the first one, and it would even show you that we are live right now, which I think is so cool. So because. I, I was able to do that. I wonder if I can if I can even play this. And so, yeah. oh, I am playing it, and I didn't even have to subscribe or anything. So, <laughs> do it again. Oh, let me see. Let me press play. Okay. <laughs> so no one has any excuses, Panda, to to not listen to us on a modern podcast app. So next time. You can you can go to to curiocaster.com and then let's see how would you subscribe so if I wanted to subscribe um well never mind I, I'm already I, I closed the window by accident so so I'm gonna keep pushing this I'm always gonna push this because to me this is one of the most interesting projects in Bitcoin right now as excited as I am for Noster and I am very excited for Noster I think it still has a lot of uh, growing pains to go through growing pains that podcast podcasting, modern podcasting, podcasting 2.0 has already gone through. And you and I have certainly experienced that through our uh, great enjoyment of podcasting. Agreed. Yeah. I was going to say, I mostly use, I only use Podverse for my live listening. So I'm Podverse and, and I pay for, for the premium service, which is not necessary, but I just, I want to support. Oh, that's nice of you. I want to support them. Um, So the only Podcasts I register for there, register, <laughs> subscribe to there, are podcasts that support the lit tag, the, the live item tag that we're using right now. Mm-hmm. And for everything else, I just use podcasts, pocket casts, which is just a good app. But I want to go try out Podcast Attic. Right, let's see, because I, I don't think he, he updated it for a while, but I like now he's going to be supporting the stuff, so. I'll be willing to support him as well. Send him some money. So it's definitely on my list of things to do this year is to do drugs. No, I'm definitely going to be doing drugs. It's sell it's, drugs. <laughs> no, it's definitely not to sell. It's it, it's anyway. So make it's, drugs. Not this year. Does it have anything to do with drugs? No, it's got nothing to oh. do with drugs. <laughs> it's to, it's to to you know be to myself start doing more boosts and start doing more live listening. It's something that I, I don't do enough of, despite how cool and awesome I think it is. Uh, but, you know. Well, would you like to buy some Bitcoin? Sure. Do you know anyone selling some? I can sell some right now. Oh, nice. Fancy. We could, do this. we could sell some Bitcoin live on Saturday Night Lit. How, how would you sell me Bitcoin? Is this like, just like some sort of illegal money transmission? Yeah, just give me the cash and I'll <laughs> give you the cash. send you the Bitcoin. I think, <laughs> I think I've got like $4 in my pocket. Will that, that work? Works. Yeah. Oh, cool. All right, let's see. So, uh, 
Captain Brunch reaches into his wallet. Do you want lightning or do you want on chain? Two, three, four. Oh, oh, it's f- no, is it four? It is four. I almost for a second there, I thought it was five. <laughs> almost. Don't sell your Bitcoin, Shimp. No, he's gonna sell his Bitcoin to me. Okay, I, I plan on buying more. Let's see. Receive. Receive via invoice. And I want I want four dollars of Bitcoin. Yes. <laughs> it says it's fourteen synchronizing to the network. Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> this is how often he uses Breeze. No, it's true. And there's even like this little warning in the corner, and it's like saying Oh, you know, it's been so long since you've used the app that we might have to charge you a fee to like reopen Jesus that channel for you. Christ. It's okay. Uh, I still like Breeze. Um, oh, you're using Breeze? Nice. Yeah. I just obviously don't use it often enough. But, you know, how often do people get to use Bitcoin? Some people more than others. Me, certainly not often enough, despite my great enthusiasm for the technology. Gosh darn it. It's not going to do this thing. <laughs> okay. You're making Bitcoin look bad right now. I know, right? Live, <laughs> live on Saturday from Miami, inactive channels. I uh, this is this is a sick on chain is still a thing. So, uh, I wanted to talk about the ongoing what seems to be ongoing bank failures. I know we mentioned it last time, and it's getting worse now because now there's two European banks. That, uh, I don't remember if there was like some Swedish bank or some Swiss bank. But now it's Deutsche Bank that's apparently, and this is something that Max Kaiser has been begging for 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 years and years now is for Deutsche Bank to go under, and so I think their stock plunged like thirty two percent, and for a bank that's you know that's not good news. Um, there's talks about you know a bailout for them in the European Union or them being forced like some bank being forced to buy them or um, even what what was it called uh, an, like what was it was an it was a bail-in. Oh, yeah. You know, so that's basically where they charge all of, well, maybe not all of their customers, probably just the poor ones or the poorest ones. They charge them all, you know, so it's like they, they cut their account by like 6% or something. And they're like, that's sorry. Um, better than losing it all. And the, the thing is, is that the, obviously this is not going to stop. It's just going to keep going and getting worse and worse until the point, well, I hope it stops. Hope it stops. I don't want banks to fall apart. I don't want the economy to be in a tough situation. But it doesn't seem as though we have any other choice. We've been so irresponsible on, like, as a, you know, the United States, Europe, we've been extremely irresponsible. But if they end up just washing your mortgage clean, you don't know it anymore. But what about it? So what? Like, what would, what, what do you mean? Like uh, that would save me the effort of having to pay the mortgage, but it would probably make my money worth less. Definitely. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I kind of would rather pay my mortgage. So, you know, I have some student loan debt. I'm happy for Biden to take away my student loan debt. But at the same time, I have no problem with paying it off. Like if he doesn't take away the student loan debt, I will just pay it. I'm not going to be like, oh, he didn't, didn't say it's like stop doing that already. Well, no, it's still it's still in in or, or it was just for federal debt. It was for federal debt. Yeah, but um, they. So it's funny. There's two lawsuits. I don't remember what. That's right. That's right. I don't remember what one of them is, but one of the lawsuits was from two, I guess, rich kids who they're. This is so stupid, but whatever. It's funny that they're suing because they're basically saying. Well, one of them is saying that you know he didn't qualify. I guess to get student. Uh, to, to, for relief so he's suing because he didn't qualify and then the other one is suing because she didn't qualify for the full amount so there was you know they, they could either forgive up to 10,000 or 20,000 I think depending on your income or I don't remember what I don't remember what the qualifications were but basically they were you know they were bitching that they were too rich like I'm too rich so you're not giving me enough money back and it's like oh, whatever. pay off your loans hippie and I mean I will pay it off if if they don't uh if they don't cancel the debt, it's perfectly fine. I, I bought I bought tools with most of that debt that I have. <laughs> Seriously, like it's I am the worst of the worst. I literally took on the student loan debt because of the talk that they said they were going to forgive it. So I am the worst of the worst. 
in 2021 when I was going to Broward College. Like, I'm like, oh, they're going to forgive it anyways. Let me just take out a bunch of loans and buy tools. I'm not going to do it. Well, if they don't do it, it's okay if they don't do it because they're holding off the, the interest. So um, they'll probably extend holding off. I mean, Biden is going to extend holding off the interest probably for his whole term. Right. Like he's just, he's probably, you know, and then if he loses election, when he loses, (laughs) (laughs) anything could happen. You know, he might not even run. Like he might be dead by then. We don't know what's going to happen in the next two years. So, uh, God. My area of focus is to focus. (laughs) (laughs) Biden is such a geriatric monster. What a sad state our country is in. So, and it's, now you got like this whole kind of the the Trump DeSantis thing is building up a lot now, and uh, I I don't like either of the two. I can totally imagine though, like so this is what I was imagining, and I, I mentioned it to Panda, and maybe you guys maybe you saw it in the chat room. So I I can imagine Trump going to jail, then getting released later on appeal, and then winning election again. <laughs> and becoming the president, and so it's it's a he's he would be pulling a lula. I was gonna say he's gonna pull a lula. <laughs> pull a lula. <laughs> you know, so go to jail and get released, and then like you know, you win an election to become president again. It's uh, I could totally totally see that happening. I don't expect Trump to get arrested though, but but I could totally see it happening. Whatever it's, happened with that? He was supposed to get uh, arrested on Tuesday or something. Well, that's what that's what his his. You know, that was like some marketing ploy that he he did to try to raise money because you know he's all he always asks for money. He's like, no, he's, he's always selling. G- g- give me money, and it's it, value for value, right? I mean, are you not entertained? This is uh, this has got to be Trump's greatest greatest hits. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> is that he knows? You know, as long as he's entertaining them, it doesn't matter if if it's exploitive and manipulative they are entertained so that's value for value it's like that that is the essence of the value for value methodology speaking of which we don't have any boosts right no, i checked <laughs> someone should boost us I, I should boost us just to to have some boosts and so in relation to the economy and the bank failures the other really big thing that happened this week was the announcement by russia that they are in and this is this is um, in relation to Xi Jinping going to Moscow to visit with Vladimir Putin. So that's the, you know, the head of the the Chinese government and the head of the the Russian government. And Vladimir Putin announces that they are going to start settling international trade with China in Yuan. So this is huge news. I mean, to me, this is perhaps the biggest news. Of the century? I don't know. We're going to see how this turns out because they are going to create a parallel international trade system by this very act because as two of the largest traders in the world, and then they're going to pull in other countries, you know, we'll see about India, but like, let's say Brazil is, has maintained their, uh, their neutrality on the, you know, the Ukraine, Russia war and this is like a great opportunity for Lula to expand trade with, you know, for Brazil to take advantage of the circumstances that are going on right now, maybe cut some good trade deals with Russia and China and the United, the United States with all these banks that are collapsing in Europe and in the United States, you know, they're going to print their problems away, but the problem is by printing, they simply exacerbate the problem. So, you know, we're in really crazy times, really crazy times. I, 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 I'm getting more and more worried about the state of the world, despite getting more and more happy about the state of my life. It's like what a what a strange set of circumstances. Like we could be going into World War Three, and I'll just I'll be having a marvelous time. <laughs> hey, yeah, that's all you can control. Uh, yeah, right. Can't I'm, control. I'm not going to get involved in all that crap. Right. Talk about it, but you can't control it. Mm-hmm. I don't uh, want World War Three, though. I definitely don't. It'd be interesting to see like what countries do more trade with with Russia or or China versus the um, U.S. or just Western countries that use the dollar. Just to see where the, where the divide is going to lie. Yeah. Oh, and another real interesting piece of news that happened this week was Nayib Bukele announced that he's introducing a bill in El Salvador to eliminate all taxes related to imports of technological goods. To El Salvador, 
um, and also eliminate capital gains taxes on technology. And there was basically a bunch of tax incentives for people to turn El Salvador into like a new Silicon Valley, maybe a new Bitcoin Valley. So that's also really exciting because in relation to this, I, I, I absolutely believe in the potential for El Salvador within a few years. So I think I've said five to 10 years to become just a tremendous player on the world economy. I can really see that happening. I don't, I don't predict it happening, but I can imagine it. I, I think circumstances are right for something like that to occur, especially if, you know, there's all these crazy trade situations. And so, you know, maybe they could take advantage of some of that. Yeah, sure. Certainly hope so. So, you know, we're still kind of going through the spring break thing because uh, different, you know, different schools do spring break at different times. But I feel like, dude, the traffic is nothing now. All the traffic is gone. Well, have you gone to the beach? No, I think that's probably what it is. It's always <laughs> the beach, but it's ultra, right? And oh, and also ultra in downtown. Yeah, but I haven't. I don't go down there, so. Yeah, it's crazy. So want to go? I said no. <laughs> I saw a really horrible video of a murder that happened last Sunday, and it was just the fact that it was so brazen. So it was, you know, it was like people walking on the sidewalk on Ocean Drive. I think it was on Ocean Drive. And then I guess there was two sets of people who were walking like across each other. And the like there was essentially that, you know, one group of people was there specifically to kill someone. Like West Side Story? They started dancing? They did not start dancing. Like basically a guy pulls out a gun and shoots the other guy in the head like point blank Everyone starts running like cockroaches. Like they're all like, video? Scat- like it's on what? video. And this is like this video is oh, just it. it's bone chilling. South Beach <clears throat> murder. It's bone chilling. So the guy shoots him in the head and then and then he just un like the guy obviously the guy who he shot immediately falls to the floor and then he unloads the rest of his clip into the guy's body and then runs away. Hey, you want to make sure. Yeah, obviously, but it's just, it's disgusting to me. I hate to see things like this. It's, you know, I'm a very nonviolent person. I'm, I, I, I love, I'm a, I'm a lover of peace they're and love making. It's too. Yeah, they're like young people, you know, like like late teens or early twenties or maybe mid twenties. And apparently, supposedly, the the murderer was from Fort Lauderdale, which is, you know, oh God. So I don't know what the hell they're gonna do. They they. They, I think they instilled a curfew in, in Miami Beach. They made an like they 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 called a state of emergency. They they banned the sale of alcohol after six p.m. All to try to combat like this insanity, and I just don't get it. These people come here. These people, yeah, vacationers, tourists. <laughs> they come here during spring break. And they're supposed to be on vacation, but they come with their problems and they come with their beef and they come with their anger and then they, they take it out on the streets. And so the question I wanted to ask is, are cities inherently dangerous? You know, like because of how big they are, because of how active they are and they have events, are they inherently dangerous? I think cities, crazy things have always happened in cities throughout time. Baby, I found new video of a deadly shooting on Ocean Drive. One person killed another seriously injured after a gunman opened fire on South Beach. The chaos unfolding during the height of spring break, of course. Locals and tourists were seen rushing to take cover as police closed in on on that suspect. We have Local 10 crime specialist Bridget Matter live on Miami Beach with our top story at 6. What are you learning? We know one man is dead following this shooting. This happened in the middle of spring breakers having a late dinner or drinks last night. Tonight, police are piecing together what led up to this. Thousands flock to South Florida to celebrate spring break each year. Friday, Gosh, spring with audio. Yeah, it's Ocean Drive. After a double shooting, people eating dinner on the sidewalk ran, dropping everything to get to safety. <laughs> Police rushed to the scene near Ocean Drive and 7th Street. 
cell phone video shows police running toward the scene. Two men were found shot. One man is dead. Another has life-threatening injuries. You can hear gunfire in this video as a man is on the ground shot. First yeah. Yeah, but they're blurring it out. Yeah, well, so, I mean, you can find the original video if you try hard enough. It says enough. courtesy Miami, what the yeah. fuck? I mean, because it's, it's, uh, it's a shocking video. It's extremely grotesque. And it it was it was clearly an assassination. I mean, this is this wasn't just some guy angry at another guy. It was some guy who was with friends because there was four. You could see there's four of them together, and one guy pulls out the gun and shoots. But you can also see in the video that another guy in a hood is pulling out a gun. It, what what it looks like another guy's pulling out a gun just in case, right? I mean, so they were there to kill this one guy. That was obviously what they were there to do and in case the one guy couldn't do it another guy was ready to, to to also finish the job and so this brazenness and adam curry talks about this it's the drill rap right where just this the re-emergence of the romanticization of violent power play in the urban environment it's it's scary to me. So this is, you know, another reason why I want to travel because the United States is getting freaky. This is like turning into like some, uh, you know. Making enemies? I'm not making enemies, but it's the kind of situation where if you just, if you piss off the wrong person, you could get killed. So if you like fuck up on the boat job, they're going to come and kill you? No, but you know me, I've got a loose tongue. If I piss off the wrong person, <laughs> I could true. get killed. <laughs> there we go. There we go. That's what I wanted to hear. <laughs> uh, you know, I just, I'm being honest. I'm trying to survive out here. You know, it's a dog eat dog world and I'm not trying to get eaten. I'm not trying to eat anybody either. You know, I'm happy to eat sushi. Then just get a gun. I'm oh, speak, speaking of sushi, Ginza is back. Oh yeah? Yeah. Let's go. Oh, yeah, let's go. All right. All right, guys, catch you later. <laughs> it's exciting times. Oh, man, I love sushi, and I, lo I just love salmon. What's your favorite fish? Oh, okay. <laughs> salmon? Tuna? They were talking about, um, I think, introducing a law in Florida to, to remove the need to have a... Oh, to get... The removed need for training to get a, a concealed carry permit. Yeah, I was going to say Prem should get a gun. And they started talking about sushi. <laughs> I don't want a gun. Again, I'm a lover. I'm not a fighter, right? So I'm not, you know, I'm not against like learning how to fire a firearm. I'm not against, you know, but I don't necessarily want to own one. I'm considering getting one because there's so many loose dogs in this neighborhood. Like just this morning, fucking this one dog comes at us and Duncan is going to fuck any dog he sees gets close enough uh-huh and i'm trying to like back the fuck up I'm like come back, back up. this guy's like oh sorry man oh, sorry. fucking idiot like if you can't control your dog in his yard in the yard then what the fuck are you doing like so you want a gun so you could shoot people's dogs is that yeah because okay. what could okay so i don't want to go to the fucking emergency room for for my dog like yeah of course like you what, need to fucking what's the law like, what are you allowed to do? I guess I can't shoot him, but I can shoot the dog. Yeah, but I'm so obviously, but I think you should look into that just so you don't, you know, give yourself any legal issues in the future. Well, I mean, I'll at least carry a metal bar for now so I could beat the dog's head in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it, that's, did I ever tell you that, you know, when I was in Brazil the last time and I was like in this one, you know, like city in the frontier, they had a lot of stray dogs. And I liked to walk around, but, you know, sometimes I'd get freaked out by these stray dogs. And because I don't know if like, you know, there's like three of them. Do they want to eat me? They look hungry. I mean, that's what dogs used to do. Right. And they shoot. That's in, it's in their DNA. <laughs> right. It's to like hunt things down and eat them as a pack. So do you look like prey. Do you smell like prey? Yeah, I think so. I get mean, a gun. <laughs> well, in Brazil, that's not. I don't even know what the situation is with gun control in Brazil now that Lula's back as president. Because I knew that Bolsonaro definitely like opened up a lot of, um, he pushed for for the you know liberalization of gun ownership in Brazil. Lula's back in town. Lula's back in town. <laughs> uh, we should do, a, okay, anyway. <laughs> Too late. Yeah. Um, yeah, I want to go back to Brazil, man. I miss Brazilian food. 
Brazilian food's so tasty. There's a few Brazilian places. There's a Brazilian bakery that opened up on 163rd Street. Been there, yeah. I didn't know it's been there. I found been out there, from my Dominican neighbors. And they have, um, what's it called? Picanha. Yeah, but they're closed on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, this is like so <laughs> annoying. Like the only days that I have, I got to So I'm going to try to make it over there on a weekday. Maybe I'll go like one day right after work. That'll be fun. Um, I went there when they opened a while ago, like last year. Yeah, well, no one told me. Pretty sure I did. What? No, you didn't. No, you. I would have gone. I love Brazilian bakeries. Check our signal messages while you go to the next topic. <laughs> well, I don't have too many more topics. <laughs> we already talked about transhumanism. Although that topic came up a lot last week at brunch. Oh, I wanted to mention, so my, my, my special guest finally came. So Hoddle Tarantula, the Bitcoin miner, came through to Bitcoin brunch. We also had, it was great to meet, um, I didn't expect her, someone named Mel. And she's an arts and antiquities dealer. And so that was really cool. She's a Bitcoiner. So she came to Bitcoin brunch as well. And so they both plan to come back tomorrow, at least as far as I know. And so it should be a good time. Uh, Hoddle Tarantula is bringing in an ASIC miner, um, and he is going to talk a little bit about, you know, how the device works and, you know, uh, setting up Bitcoin mines. You know, he talked a little bit about it last week. And I think, as I mentioned, you know, what he does is he goes and finds sources of energy, you know, either, um, you know, mines that have been or like a natural gas uh, extraction facilities that have been wind down that still have some capacity that they like wind up or flared gas or there's a lot of different ways you know he said he does um, solar and wind like basically anywhere where there's excess energy he can set up bitcoin mining so we're going to find out a little bit more about that tomorrow and that's always exciting nice Sounds yeah. Good. yeah especially oh one more thing so did you see the Greenpeace bitcoin skull yeah, Panda's been sending me some memes. Oh man, it's so <laughs> cool. So I'm like, I'm so inspired by this thing, that I kind of want to get a tattoo of it. I know because <laughs> so Greenpeace commissioned an artist. I can't remember what his name is, but they commissioned an artist. I guess to no, but he's a nice guy. He seems like a nice guy. <laughs> Everyone's a nice guy. They commissioned an artist to create a piece of art that captured the 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 idea of Bitcoin consuming a lot of energy and being bad for the environment so the guy builds a skull with what looks like pcb boards or plc boards yeah you know like basically those those pcb yeah pcb boards those green uh you know things that are used for electronics and so he just creates like this giant green skull and then it's got orange bitcoin eyes and then on the head pvc sorry pvc okay and then on the head it's got smoke stacks from like a, a nuclear power plant and there's smoke coming out of the stacks and the eyes light up orange and it, it just looks super awesome so they created this art trying to like criticize and and bring critical thought to bitcoin and all they really did was inspire the bitcoin because, <laughs> because we fucking love the art Hell it's yeah. so cool it's so cool so Go i, I, so I, I kind of want to get a tattoo of it i it's i really i don't know i'm sort of inspired but i don't want to spend the money so I, i'm gonna buy tools instead wow yeah i mean lame what a lame way to end that <laughs> thank you <laughs> But if anyone wants to sponsor me getting a tattoo, um, I think I'll put it like on my leg. Boost us on your modern podcast app. Yeah. And if you boost enough, you can choose where on his body he puts it. Definitely not. <laughs> Definitely not. I, I will choose. I'm going to put it on my leg. I, I, I've decided. Probably on my left leg. All right, buddy. You keep telling yourself that. Until next time.